It's time for Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck, here's Lance Meadow. Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point is brought to you by American-made Peerless Boilers. Go to peerlessboilers.com for a dealer near you. NRG, the official energy provider of the New York Football Giants. Learn more at Pick. NRG.com and by PSENG committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future and brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, the official luxury vehicle of the New York Giants. So the Giants end a two-game skid as they cruise past the Panthers 25-3. to It was not pretty early, but they were able to regroup in the second half and a big bounce-back performance for the Giants' defense, which held this Carolina offense to just 173 total yards and and Sam Bradford, Sam Bradford, excuse me, Sam Darnold. Sam Bradford's retired. Sam Darnold, though, was retired in this game as he had to watch the remainder of the contest from the sideline. He was ultimately benched for P.J. Walker. So a very rough go for the Carolina Panthers as the Giants' defense recorded six sacks. Aziz Ojolari had two and a half. Leonard Williams had two and a half. Just to put things in perspective here, the Giants in the last three games combined had just four sacks. They walk away with six today, and the bottom line is they took advantage of an offensive line that had struggled throughout the majority of this season as Sam Donald had been sacked 18 times entering this game. So the Giants' defense making quite the statement at the expense of the Carolina Panthers. They improved now to 2-5, and 1-3 here at MetLife Stadium. The Panthers fall to 3-4, and 1-2 and two on the road as the Panthers have dropped four straight since starting off 3-0. and oh, And a big part of the reason is the fact that they have not done a good job protecting the football. Sam Darnold was intercepted by James Bradbury, his third of the season as he leads the team. The Giants weren't able to capitalize on the takeaway, but in the second half, they were able to tack on a few field goals. Then you had, obviously, the Daniel Jones touchdown pass to Dante Pettis and Dante Booker. Devontae Booker, excuse me, finishing it off with a rushing score from 19 yards out. So it adds up to a 25-3 victory for the Giants over the Panthers. We'll step aside a little bit later on. We'll hear from Joe Judge, get some player reaction as well. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants radio network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Daniel Jones, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN New York. Jones in a shotgun set, Booker to his right. Handoff for Booker, who runs left. Makes a man miss to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Giants, Devontae Booker. 19-yard scamper, icing on the cake for the Giants' second win of the season. That was the exclamation point, and it is the play of the game brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com. Ford, official vehicle of the New York Giants. It was a one-play drive for 19 yards. It came after the Panthers turned it over on downs. They made it 25-3 Giants. And that would be the final over the Panthers here at MetLife Stadium as we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you as the Giants end their two-game skid. They get their second win of the season, now 2-5 and five on the year, 1-3 and three here at MetLife Stadium. Big Blue Kickoff Live is the Giants' daily call-in show on Giants.com every weekday at 12.30 p.m., all part of the Giants' podcast network. The archives can be found on the Giants' mobile app and on all popular podcast platforms. If you look at what Carolina 
did in the second half. It's a reflection of how impressive the Giants' defense was. They went five plays, 13 yards. Then they went three and out, three and out, three and out. Turned it over on downs after four plays. They went for it on fourth and 16. And then they turned it over on downs after an 11-play drive. And in terms of the yardage, you're talking about 13 yards, 8 yards, 1 yard, negative 16 yards, negative 6 yards, and 42 yards. So the Giants' defense did not let Carolina get back in this game. And the Panthers are without Christian McCaffrey, by far their best player. The bottom line is in the National Football League, when a team is banged up, when a team is hurting, when a team is struggling like Carolina, you have to take advantage. And that's exactly what the Giants did and something they had struggled to do so far over the course of this season. The Giants' power report is brought to you by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. You heard the highlight of Devontae Booker's rushing touchdown. They ran the ball 31 times in this game for 103 yards. Devontae Booker led the way with 14 carries for 51 yards in that score. Overall, average just over three yards per carry, but in terms of the total yardage, this is the third time this season that they have surpassed the century mark. They did it week two at Washington, as well as week three here at home against the Falcons, and then they do it again in week seven at home against the Carolina Panthers. We will step aside. When we come back, we'll continue to react to the Giants' impressive 25-3 win over the Panthers. We'll hear from Joe Judge, get some player reaction, and also look ahead to a game next Monday night that could have some questions regarding the status of Patrick Mahomes. We'll tell you about that and more as we move along. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Third and three at the five. Jones in a shotgun set. Takes the snap back. Delivers it right. Completes it right for Pettis who bounces into the end zone for a touchdown. He landed on the defender and rolled in for the score. And it's the first touchdown of the day for the Giants and they widen their lead with 59 seconds to go here in the third quarter. And that is today's scoring drive of the game, brought to you by Investors Bank. Get the official New York Giants checking account only from Investors Bank. Visit InvestorsBank.com slash Giants for more details. As Daniel Jones' connection to Dante Pettis for a five-yard touchdown capped an 11-play, 75-yard drive that took 6.33 off the clock. It gave the Giants a 12-3 lead, and they never looked back as they took command late in the third quarter. It is also the Giants' turning point of the game. Listen to Boomer and Geo on our flagship station, WFAN, tomorrow morning in the 9 a.m. hour for the Giants' turning point contest. First correct caller to name the game's turning point will win a pair of tickets to an upcoming Giants home game. Let's head to the podium. Graham Gonneau. He's there, but um, at the end of the day, I'm a New York Giant, and uh, that win feels really, really good. Graham, did you have any idea that you broke a record today? You set a record for most 50-yard field goals. Yeah, I knew, uh, you know, people say it coming in, um, so I hear it. But I went up to the the guys and congratulated them. I mean, obviously it takes a lot more than than just me uh, out there on the the field kicking those balls. So um, I congratulated the guys and and, uh, then just move on to the next field goal. How much did you guys need this win? I mean, I think as a team, we've we've been as confident as ever, and it's, it's not just uh, not just saying that. We got a lot of great guys in the locker room. Um, you know, I know the the record's not what we want it to be, but you know, we control what we control, and so we come to work every day, putting in the work, and and uh, you know, we got a great group of guys on the team, and and um, you know, the hard work paid off. What's it like learning the wins in in this stadium? I don't think you can learn the wins in this stadium. Uh, 
it's uh, it's tricky, but you know uh, our practice fields are the same way, so uh, we get to kick in that weekly, and and uh, it you know prepares us well for playing in this in that stadium. Graham, the guys have been asked the last uh, last week after the game and what it was like to hear crowds booing and then leaving early, being on the sideline as you're preparing for what you're doing. Did you take notice to today was kind of an opposite. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we got to play better and. Uh, you know, we got to earn the right to get cheered, and that's just the way it is. And, and you know, we understand that, and that's, you know, we showed up today and, and uh, you know, balled out. Looked like you mixed it up a little bit on the opening kickoff. Yeah, the play was over. I got I guess I got to put, put, put some weight on me, you know, to, to be able to not get picked up like that. But, yeah, it's just part of football. What did you think of Daniel's catch? That was awesome. Uh, I'm not surprised. The guy's an athlete, you know, uh, one-handed. You'd call it a one-handed catch, right? So, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Got to get the... Get a still shot of that and get a sign. <laughs> was he bragging about it a little bit on the sideline? No, I didn't hear him brag about it at all. DJ's the man. Is this, I mean, I know you're, you were an outsider for a few years, why, and then you come here. Does his athleticism, did it surprise you at all? Danny's? No, not at all. Uh, he's, he's an unbelievable athlete. Um, I'm sure you guys see it in all the long runs he, he breaks and, and uh, you know, I saw some stat last year. He had the, you know, he had the one of the highest speeds on a run by quarterback. So none of that surprises me. Uh, he comes to work every day and and uh, works his butt off. So I mean, none of his athleticism or his, his gifts, you know, God-given ability, surprises me. You came here, though. Did you know that, or did, you, did it take you to see it before um, you realized it? No, nah, definitely seeing it. You know, made me realize it. But yeah. James both had you know big, big plays, big games. Today. Bradbury. Yeah. You know, Talk about that at all? Um, yeah, before the game, we said, let's, you know, let's have a good one. Um, I mean, obviously, we were both there, but uh, we love being here. You know, we love uh, wearing this uniform, and, and uh, there's no real looking back on the past. You know, we're just focused on the present. With such a successful game, is there anything you want to work on moving forward? Oh, there's always things to work on. Um, you know, I'm sure I'll look at film and, and see things. Got to hit my first kickoff better, so. Um, I'm perfectionist at the end of the day, and, and you know I just want to help the team win games. So there's always things to work on. Some video from your kids today. Did they put a little pressure on you. I haven't seen it. Yeah, uh, I've had people tell me about it, but uh, I've had them kicking in the backyard. So one day they might take my job. <laughs> their, form, their form looks pretty good. It did. Yeah. Nice. They made they made the field goal. They made a couple All right, of that's what matters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not just to win, but to blow them out. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it always feels good to win. It doesn't matter how you win by a point or a lot of points. It's just at the end of the day, winning's what matters. All right. Thank you, guys. That's Giants kicker Graham Gano. We're going to have head coach Joe Judge here uh, in a moment. Graham Gano, before he joined, joked at the podium that the deal he had with Joe Judge was that he would get the lead off today after this game in case of a Giants win. I think he was just joking, but obviously Graham Gano, former Panther, uh, saying this win meant a lot to him. Now let's join the head coach of the Giants, Joe Judge, at the podium. All right, guys, it's a tough act to follow with Graham. But, um, look, good team win today. I was pleased with the way you guys prepared throughout the week. A lot of things we focused on throughout the week, starting with fundamentals, going to the roots of how we want to play defense, run defense, play better zone drops and vision for our breaks offensively, winning up front. We knew they had a good defense, a very good run defense as well. You know, our emphasis was you know, being able to finish the game when we need to run, be able to run effectively. I thought our team did that. You know, moving around, you know, this is a good team, puts a lot of pressure on quarterbacks, gets behind the sticks. I thought Daniel did a very good job using his legs to extend plays. You know, receivers did a very good job today of getting open, 
making catches and then making them tackle us in space and had some productive plays that way. I thought a kicking game created field position for us, threw some pressure on their specialists as well as covering kicks. You know, so all three phases played together with good complementary football. You know, we're able to go ahead and grind this out to a point, and then uh, you know you have to capitalize on your opportunities. I thought down the stretch of the game we did that, and we're able to go ahead and, and have a good team victory. That's a good team on the other side. You know, I think Matt does a great job with them. Obviously, you know they're going through some different things and changes, but um, you know they come out there, they play harder, great team speed. You know, we know it's going to be a great challenge. I'm pleased with the way the guys respond throughout the week. So that being said, I'll open any questions you have. Coach, the, the defense hasn't played what was expected this year. And then last week, you know, there was even some question about efforts and all that. I know you're not going to say that. So to come out, out today and respond the way they did, what does that say about them? What was your assessment of them today? We had a very resilient team. You guys ask me all the time, you know, how do I see the guys come to work? How can I gauge the mood all right, in the building? I tell you all the time, I do it based on how they show up to work, how they meet, how their intent and their actions, what they're doing, how they practice on the field. So that's my, that's my barometer. That's my measuring stick right there. When the team comes in, they work and they prepare and they do everything necessary to have success, they work together, that's when you know your team's moving in the right direction. I see it from our guys every week. We talk a lot to our guys about, all right, you turn the tape on. We're going to turn the tape on you know, Monday the same as we turn it on every week. What do we do well? How do we continue to build on that? What do we have to correct? What do we have to fix? And it always starts with fundamentals. So the call, the scheme, the check, whatever's against a certain opponent, that's going to be different week by week. We turned the team on last week from the Rams game. There's a lot of stuff that we had to correct, right? Not that all of it applied to what we're going to do against, you know, the Panthers today, but the fundamentals always apply. And that's what we had to do. That's our emphasis right now, being a good fundamental team, eliminating mistakes. There's some things we have to clean up from this game. We'll go ahead and attack that on the film, make sure the guys understand the folks what we're working on and keep going forward. Joe, um, uh, Daniel has had games with more rushing yards, more passing yards, more touchdowns. But is this maybe as tough a game as you've seen him play? I mean, he's running the ball, he's taking hits, he's catching the ball, all those things. Are you saying tough in terms of a challenge to him or physically tough what he showed him? Physically tough. I mean, he, he, took, a, he took a lot of shots. I think sometimes it's presented maybe a little bit different because you see him running down the field and he takes a shot on the catch he makes and all that stuff. But there's a lot of times he stands in the pocket and I gauge physical toughness based on how he stands in there with the rush coming out and still delivers the ball. So to me, there's different ways you can gauge that. Um, he definitely had a lot of plays today in terms of showing, you know, his toughness. You know, I thought he did a heck of a job on that, you know, that trick play we had with the catch. I mean, look, we weren't really going for originality on that, but we thought it could be effective and he made it work. You know, him and Pettis did that. They actually had a play in practice. Look, Basically identical to that with the way Dante threw it and how he had to catch it. So it's amazing how practice execution becomes game reality. Was how much did you practice? Him? Was it, did he have to make a one-handed catch in practice? And one of them he did, yes. Yeah. Did he catch them all in practice? What's that? Did he get them all in practice? Did he drop any in practice? Or? He didn't drop any. We had a couple, I'd say, Aaron throws. It was a little bit of tryouts on the field at times. But, you know, Dante comes from a baseball family, so I'm sure he's not going for Thanksgiving in the future if he doesn't make that throw. Yeah. <laughs> how much did you look at this game going in and say, look, they have a really good defensive front. You know, we need to use his athleticism to our advantage here and, and sort of, I know you always kind of do that, but did you, how much more did you need to do that this week in the, when you're devising the game? Well, I thought Jason and staff did a really good job early in the week of identifying, you know, how we want to play this game. You know, what does that team do well? How do we have to go ahead and play to our strengths, all right, and not let them go ahead and use their strengths to expose something of ours? So, you know, we did some things that we normally don't show up in a lot of games that we've had. Uh, that was a focus throughout the game planning. You know, obviously Daniel's athleticism shows up in that. The quarterback run showed up throughout the game. But he did a good job somewhere outside, somewhere inside. 
you know, some of the roll passes, which gives them a run pass option. Did a good job throwing the ball accurately, you know, on the move today. Our receivers did a really good job of being in the right space at the right time, making catches on the move. I was really pleased with the way that skill group came together this week. It really was. These guys worked really, really hard this week. And there were some things we had to change about how we practice this week just due to some of the numbers we had. And we, they're going to have to carry over some of the things that we only did at a walkthrough pace in practice that showed up at full speed this week in the game. And that was just commitment by those guys of just going back to how to do it fundamentally, making sure they were sharp on their technique, and then just communicating a lot you know, between Daniel and that skill group of watching a lot of tape and him saying, this is where I'm going to lead you, this is what I'm looking for. And it showed up today in the game. That was, that was pleasing. Coach, Joe. congratulations for the win. Um, when you go back and look at the tape, you had some unforced errors. What would you look at specifically? Because you had two of your offensive tackles illegally downfield. What are the kind of things that you and the coaches look for there? Well, specifically on those ones right there, we can't be down the field illegally. That's got to be a focus of the guys understanding what the play is. It's a movement type of pass. We're going to know it's going to be extended time. We can't go down the field. We've got to be smart on that and understanding where the line of scrimmage is. And where's that gray area? Sometimes they give you a little bit of buffer zone. Everybody in the league has that. It's got a yard or two. But you can't go drifting on down the field. you got to be more conscious to what you're playing at that point. Our guys, you know, look, obviously they made the mistake. Uh, we corrected it. We shouldn't have had two. We shouldn't have had any. Um, we don't want to have any going forward, and that's be a focus that we have to concentrate on. You know, we don't want any pre-snap penalties or enforced errors. Those are some things in the first half that kind of delayed some of the movement, stopped us. We can't go ahead and shoot ourselves in the foot. So they stopped us in the right area. We were able to have a right area stop ourselves in the first half. But we were moving the ball at times and then going and putting ourselves back with those penalties. We can't have that. we got to coach it better. we have to execute better. Joe, how long was that pass rush um, and not getting sacks this so, year? You know, what's We've that? asked you a bunch about your right. pass rush this year and not getting home on sacks. and. Uh, obviously, Aziz and Leonard did and, and were effective today. What was the difference today in terms of why you were able to be more disruptive with your pass rush? I don't think it's going to be like any kind of you know broad stroke answer on that. The guy's been playing hard. There's some things that happened today in the game that they were able to take advantage of the opportunities, and we were able to finish some plays. Again, it's, it's not all about sacks. You look at the end of the year, you can say, okay, this guy's a 10-sack guy. Well, if we play 1,200 plays, what do you do with the other 1,190 plays? Okay, so it ain't all about sacks, but it's about pressuring the quarterback, pressuring the operation, playing complimentary football, that the pass coverage ties into the pass rush, the zone drops or the man leverage, whatever it may be, all ties together. I thought our guys did a good job as a unit today really doing that. There was great focus on the defense throughout the week in practice in terms of playing together, understanding you know, how this team's going to attack you, you know, whether there are different modes of attacking you, and how we have to defend them. So there was a, you know, there was a great consciousness this week in terms of how to really be in the right place at the right time based on who we're playing. thought they did a good job in preparation that showed up in the game. Matt, you had a question? Yeah, just curious, how long did you have that uh, trick play in the playbook, and what about this matchup today? Was it a good time for you? Well, look, honestly, I mean, look, Jerry Szaplinski pulled that out of the vault this week, but it wasn't like he invented the play either. I mean, look, you can take it right off the reel of, you know, the Super Bowl, you know, against Philly when he was in New England as far as what they did. I mean, actually, if you look at that game, I mean, that play was ran by both teams, both in the second quarter. You look back at the Detroit game last year that these guys played against Detroit, and they ran it against Detroit as a copycat gimmick right there, you know, early in the second half on the first drive, kind of part of their script right there. So you kind of look back in terms of, you know, things that come up, and sometimes you just watch plays, and look, you ain't got to, you know, you ain't invent the wheel to drive the car fast, you know what I mean? Sometimes you just got to take it work for you. Joe, just want to ask you about more. Carolina was very vocal this week about the way they were going to attack you guys physically on defense. How important was it for you guys, you know, and, and how much was your defense kind of looking forward to that challenge? There's always a lot of talk. We're focused more in terms of what we do responsibility-wise. I mean, they could say they're going to come in and run the ball and come out here and throw the ball 60 times. So things change within the game. You know, it's it's always – you can say one thing as a coach and you get in the flow of the game, you got to adjust. you got to change, right? So, you know, in terms of coming in knowing they're going to try to run the ball, they always try to run the ball. 
They always try to pass the ball too. There's always an element of screens, misdirection. Like that shows up in every game. So just because someone has a quote in the paper, you can't go ahead and just morph your game planning process or, or just zero in on one thing because, okay, if you do that and you stop that one thing, then everything else may kill you too. So you got to be balanced in how you prepare with it. Joe, with, you mentioned Daniel, the idea of working with the different receivers yep. this week and getting that communication up. How much did he take ownership of that this week? With, really, I mean, you went into really today when you didn't know for sure which guys were going to be in, which guys were going to be out. But as far as you know, added to his passing, his running, right. his making the catch. Yeah, honestly, you guys, it really wasn't any different than any other week. It really wasn't. Pettis and Sills catch passes every day in practice from Daniel. Okay, whether they're running our offense or they're working some of the scout team stuff and work with Daniel or Mike or Lewerke, whoever it may end up being, there really wasn't a great amount of difference in terms of how we prepare as a skill group. Those guys are always working together. And you guys ask me all the time in terms of, okay, someone's hurt, how do you respond? We, we prepare everybody. We have faith in everybody on our roster to come in, make plays, and be productive. We coach every player. Our job as coaches is to coach, develop, correct, and make sure we put you in a position to be successful. Their job as players is to execute and be productive. Our guys come to work every week. They do a really great job. I thought Dante really stepped up today, made some big plays for us. Sills did some nice things down the field for us, made some plays in the kicking game, stuff like that, being out there. That guy's earned a right to be on the field. You know, he works hard every day for us in practice. So when it was a time for his number to get called, we knew he'd be ready. That wasn't going to be a question. You know, you talk about the other guys in our college. John Ross made some plays for us. Evan Ingram, you know, showed up big for us sometimes. So there's a lot of guys making a lot of plays, but that's what we expect every game. That's what we expect every game. You guys good? That's Giants head coach Joe Judge. Wait, one more question. Do you expect any of them back next week? In terms of guys who didn't play this week, we're all making progress, Jordan. We'll see. Moving around, see where they go. (laughs) (laughs) Now the last year, Joe Judge gave a little bit of a wink after answering that question from Jordan Renan as he vacates the podium. Now we're going to get Giants defensive back Logan Ryan taking his place here after the Giants win against the Carolina Panthers, their first win at home this year. Here's Logan Ryan. Logan, obviously this was a game where you guys' offense was shorthanded. Did you look at this as a defense and say, this is a game where we need to kind of step up, carry the team? For sure. I mean, that's our, we always try to do that. And honestly, I think this is a little bit, you know, it's one win and it feels good because we, we prepared hard for it. And uh, it was kind of an identity game for us. Um, wasn't perfect. It was pretty good. Wasn't perfect. Some missed tackles, some stuff we got to clean up, clean up schematically. But we talk about pride. And I have a lot of pride, and this defense has a lot of pride, and this area has a lot of pride. And when people say you're not playing with pride, I mean, that's just, it's inexcusable. You, you, you shouldn't even allow that to be questioned. So I think today, no matter what was going to happen, um, we wanted to outscore them personally. I was mad we didn't beat them, you know, it was 3-2, to two, uh, their offense versus our defense in points. So we really wanted to outscore them. But um, it just came down to pride and kind of a way you do it. Same plays, same defenses, same X and O's. Not everything was magic, drawn up in the dirt. It was just just playing with more pride and passion and uh, let that energy lift the team. Logan, you, you guys always talk about how you, you don't pay attention to the noise. But sometimes the noise gets so loud that you, you can't ignore it. Was that the case this week? Yeah, I mean, you obviously ideally try not to. In professional sports, you play week in and week out. It goes good, goes bad. And this, this society, I mean, just in general, where we're at in technology, you're going to hear things, you're going to see things, um, you're going to hear how, how it goes. And you want to give the fans something to cheer for. You want to have good results. You want to honestly be rewarded for your work. And if I, like I told you guys time and time again, it wasn't for lack of effort and lack of work. It just wasn't coming together. And today it came together for us defensively. It came together for us as a team. And we found a way to win. And that was the biggest thing. And now we, now we have our way. Now we've got to try to replicate that um, with a great week of practice 
this next week. Well, we, talked, we talked a lot about fan reactions over the last couple of weeks. Really, you know, this was your, for you and a lot of guys your first home win with the fans in the stadium. What did that What did that feel like to sort of start to earn the? the yeah, it felt great. It won't be our last. It felt great. Marvel Day. Got a good comic book. That was pretty cool. My kids were obviously excited. I'm a, I'm a superhero. And so you're left with a comic book and a win. I mean, you can't get better than that. I thought Marvel Day was awesome. So um, I definitely wanted to win for Marvel Day and wanted to win for the fans. What was it like getting uh, McKinney? He just came. He got signed early in the week, practice squad. Now he's out there playing linebacker. What does it have to do for you to try to help him get acclimated and get in the right position? Yeah, try to help him get caught up. But I, I'm telling you right now, it wasn't perfect. Uh, for him, for us, but man, he, he set a tone with some of them hits. And I mean, it's as simple as that. Some of the aggressiveness, the passion. Look, I love Matt Rule to death. I respected Temple uh, when he was there, and, and he's a great coach. But, you know, he talked about them establishing their identity and run the ball 33 times and figure out who they are. And they just got to do it next week. They, could, they couldn't establish it against us. So they got to do it next week. And um, uh, they're a good organization over there. They have a good defense. They're tough. Uh, but I just think it wasn't happening today just on some of our mindset and making the game simpler, simplicity, and, and uh, willing it to happen. Logan, Logan do you Logan take that personally? Guy. Do you guys take that personally when, when you hear another coach saying, hey, we're going to come out, we're going to run it down their throat? I mean, you hear it. It's always, I'm not Michael Jordan, and not everything is personal. You know, I wish I could, I could say that. You know, my results were perfect to always say how Michael Jordan took everything personal. But you hear that, man, and, and it just, um, this is our house. This is our fans. Uh, they pay good money. Um, I, had a, I heard a guy in the tunnel say he paid $5,000 for PSLs or whatever. And, uh, hey, you know, I feel that. So I want to give him his money's worth. And uh, you just don't let teams come in here and say they're going to do this to you and do that to you. So we definitely heard about it. Um, but there was a lot to take personal how it's been. So to us, we just had to play with a certain type of identity. And uh, dominant defense is a great way to start. Logan, as a guy, as a guy who um, makes a living by stopping these sort of plays, um, how would you rate Daniel Jones' one-handed catch, and what did that do to your whole team to maybe energize some things? Yeah, it was, um, you know, the, the speech this week was done is better than perfect. Like, job done. Get the job done, whatever it takes. It might not be perfect. You might not be playing perfect. And uh, for Daniel to make, I was just talking to him right there. I mean, I didn't know he had that. Again, like there's some stuff I don't know he has. He talks about he's a good basketball player. I know he's hearing me right now. We still haven't lined it up on the court. I know his brother plays at Duke. That's better than when my brother plays at. My brother's on the couch. But, you know, so Daniel, Daniel's a competitor. I think he shows that he puts his body on the line um, and do whatever it takes running. You know, I just heard QB1, RB1, and wide receiver one today. So he put it on the line today and whatever it took um, to get those first downs and to grind it out in the end. The offense turned it on the end and put the game out of, out of reach and uh, sealed it how you should. It was a good complimentary team win. Thanks, guys. Defensive back Logan Ryan. He's going to vacate the podium here. I was going to do a quick break, but Leonard Williams is entering the press conference area. Oh, wait, and he has been passed by Daniel Jones, who cuts in front. He's going to jump to the podium first. Here's Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. We'll take questions. Daniel, obviously, take us through the one-handed grab. Yeah, I, uh, it's a pretty unathletic route getting out there, so he... He put it out there for me, and I uh, just tried to try to pull it in. But uh, good play and a good design, something we'd worked on all week, and um, good throw by Dante. Logan says something about your basketball skills and you like to brag, and he wants to get you out there one-on-one. -on -one. What do you have to say about that? <laughs> uh, I like my chances against Logan and, and uh, a lot of guys in that locker room. 
know, it was Marvel Day today, so was that you channeling some of your superhuman abilities, the way you were running, throwing, and catching? No, I don't think... <laughs> Uh, I don't think I don't think there's anything like that. Just uh, just trusting in what we had uh, what we had prepared, what we worked on all week, and um, you know trying to execute. What are you thinking when that play is finally called? I mean, you worked on it in practice, but then to know now it's actually happening. Yeah, uh, just just trusting that. I think you know that's the biggest thing is is, is going through the same process you did all week uh, through the play, recognizing. Uh, the look we're getting and and uh, and trying to execute it uh, like we practiced. So uh, just trying to do that. You got you got hit pretty good on that play at the end of that play. Was it almost a helmet to helmet situation? I think? Uh, I'm not sure. I have to go back and go back and look at it. Look at it. And, and, and as far as just the, the way you guys had to play today, you moved the pocket a lot. Um, did you know that you were going to have to absorb some punishment in this game in order to get some things done? Uh, it's a, it's always a physical game. That's a good defense uh, we're going up against, and and uh, you know a lot of speed on that defense. They're an aggressive uh, defense, and and uh, you know so so we knew it would be that kind of game. We expected it to be a, a physical game, and and uh, you know I thought we did a good job executing the plan. When was the last time you had a reception in a game? I don't remember one. So uh, high school? Yeah, maybe I did, but I, I don't remember one. So. How much do you think your athleticism surprises people? It's not something that when you came into the league you were known as this like you know athletic quarterback. You were known as kind of like a pocket passer. I think with the way you've run and now catching passes, I think people are kind of maybe taken by surprise. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know how, how athletic people perceive me to be, but just just uh, try to make plays and um, you know when the opportunities are there. When you work that play in practice, how many times was the throw? as errant but catchable as it was there. I'm sure there were some horrible throws and some really good ones. How many times was it like in that middle ground where you could have got it with that type of, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, I, I think it was a good throw. I think, um, I don't think the route was very good and, and I don't think I was moving very fast. I, and I, I've been on the other end of that, so, I, you know, I get mad at guys. I did the, I did the same thing there, so. Um, you know, but I think it was a good throw, and and Dante's thrown it well all week. You know, he he's uh, um, you know done a good job with it, and and uh, just tried to execute it. How many people have mentioned Odell to you since the game ended? <laughs> uh, nobody said it to me. That might be the first one. What but. is your mindset when right before the game you find out Shep can't make it? What you as the quarterback? What is your mindset at that point? Uh, yeah, you know he's been a, a a really good player for us. Made a lot of plays. Um, obviously have. A lot of chemistry with him, but but we've got got guys who can step up, and and it's a deep group of receivers. Um, you know, a group that we've uh, practiced with a lot. Dante came in, played played big time for us. So, um, you know, trusting that, trusting uh, the preparation with those guys, and those guys being ready, and and they and they were. So you don't feel more pressure to put it more on your shoulders? No, no, complete uh, complete trust in them, and, and those guys stepped up and, and played really well. Yeah, and you have to, after the after the catch. You guys still had to go down there and get in the end zone, and it turns out to be conventional you to Dante. On that specific play, you guys actually executed that rub route that kind of killed your defense last week, all, all week. How satisfying was it to see him not only catch that, no flags, and get in the end zone, and then you know walk off the field with a, with a touchdown yeah. after that drive? Yeah, that was big, finishing finishing with a touchdown there, and and. Uh, you know, Dante did a great job executing that play. Something you know, again, we we've worked on a lot, and um, you know, 
you know, we've, we've put an emphasis on finishing those drives down there. And, you know, there was a couple instances we can we can do better with that. So, um, you know, we'll look to, to work on those things. But but that play was, was a big-time play by him and, um, you know, well-executed. That's Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. I'll take a quick timeout. We'll be back with Leonard Williams in the podium right after this. On the You're listening Giants to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. And thank you so much as we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. 25-3, the Giants beat the Panthers here at MetLife Stadium. Let's head back to the podium. Leonard Williams addressing the media. Yeah, I was joking around with one of the fans in the crowd uh, pregame. So then when, after I got a safety, I was doing it again to him. So yeah. with, uh, you were joking around, so what was the exchange like? Um... I think like while we were out there pregame warm up stuff, he was like kind of doing that, like how I did uh, last game. And instead of doing it back, I just like blew him kisses. And then, and then when I got to safety, I did it again to him. Yeah. Leo, how much did the defense need this? <clears throat> need a game like this? Oh, this is big time. You know, as a as a unit, we kind of talked about you know putting the team on our back more and how you know this is our our team is you know w- what we think is our team is built around the defense. You know, we we take pride in uh, being a defensive team, and uh, you know so far this year we haven't really been stepping up to the plate. And you know, I think this was a, a really big game for us. You know, we didn't allow any touchdowns, and uh, you know we're putting our offense in some good field position, and we uh, closed the game out like we wanted to. What was, what was the, the biggest difference? What was the biggest difference? What did you? differently this, this year. Um, I think we did a good job on first and second down. That was probably the biggest difference to me. So it allowed us to get in some good third down situations where we were able to pass rush and then also actually, um, you know, be successful at the pass rush, you know. Uh, I think I don't remember how many times we got them down, but at least six times, I think. And, um, you know, I think, like I said, it, it was the the first and second downs that helped us get in those situations. Logan, uh, Leonard Logan said that uh, Coming this week, you guys kind of heard Matt Rule say that they wanted to establish their offensive identity by running the football. And yeah, took that as a challenge. Did you feel the same way as Logan did? Right, it's kind of been a talk um, a little bit this week. Uh, but at the same time, you don't you don't want to overcommit to something because then they could uh, they obviously have other parts of their offense, you know. So we we weren't focusing too much on it. We knew that it was something that we. Um, as a unit had to focus on stopping the run, uh, regardless of if they said that they were going to run the ball or not. We knew, you know, focusing on ourselves, that that was something that we needed to do. Um, so, you know, it wasn't really as much about them. It was more like, what can we do to be better? And instead of, you know, what can we, you know, we weren't trying to adjust on them. We were trying to fix ourselves. How did you, know? you feel about the two quarterback sacks? Uh, just going through your mind um, the safety was pretty big. I was excited about that. We were talking about getting points on defense and, uh, you know, getting turnovers and stuff like that. And, you know, that was points and a turnover. So I think that was a pretty big play. But, uh, you know, overall, I was just excited about the energy that the guys were playing with today and how, you know, when I make a play, I love, you know, just seeing how much it energizes the the environment. You know, the, the crowd gets crazy. The, the players get hype. And, you know, I, I love feeding off my teammates, and I love when they can feed off of me as well. How do you see the chemistry building? The chemistry building with the young guys, Raymond Johnson and uh, and, and Z's. 
I mean, those guys are definitely stepping up. You know, uh, Raymond Johnson was one of the guys that I said was going to be a sleeper uh, this year. Um, you know, he hasn't been getting as many snaps as Z's, obviously, but, you know, Z's had a great day today on the field, and, and Raymond also went in there when his when his name was called and stepped up. I think he got a half a sack, I think. And, uh, you know, I'm happy for both of them young guys. How much do you guys view this as a defense as, like, a springboard type game? What's that? How, do you, how much do you guys view this as a defense as sort of a game where you can build on and play like this consistently? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest word is consistently. Um, you know, it's something that we can definitely build on, but we have to um, be consistent with it. Um, you know, we, can, we can't take any fall-offs next week. Obviously, teams are going to make plays at times. I think the biggest thing that we have to do is to learn how to adjust when a big play happens and, and don't think that, you know, it's over and, and uh, you know, just stay poised. Were you a Marvel fan, and did you what'd you think of the promotion? Uh, I was a little bit of a superhero fan growing up. Uh, I, I can't name too many things, so don't question me on it. But but I was hyped to see the little. Uh, I, I kept one of the little comic books and had some of those guys sign it for me, like Logan and and uh, Saquon and those guys. And that's definitely going to be something I show my kids one day. <laughs> the tackling was a thing last week. It was a problem last week, right? It was, did you guys? What did you guys do specifically to address that? Is it something? How did you work on it? I think it was just more uh, just pointed out and more emphasis on it in practice. Um, you know, even when we're not in full pads and there's not much contact in practice, it's more like making sure your feet and your body are in good position to make the tackle. And I think just overall, like, the focus on that was uh, hyped up this week. Well, that was Giants defensive lineman Leonard Williams speaking with the media. The player press conference is brought to you by MetLife, the official insurance company of the New York Giants. Earlier, you heard from head coach Joe Judge. His press conference brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, the official luxury vehicle of the New York Giants. And Graham Gano was the first individual at the podium. Yes, part of it was because he was a former Carolina Panther, but he also had a notable performance today. That was Graham Gano's 10th made field goal of at least 50 yards with the Giants when he nailed a 53-yarder in the second half. So that's a new franchise record. He was tied with Joe Dinello, who played from 1976 to 82. It was also his fifth this season, which ties the single-season record he set in 2020. So a notable performance from Graham Gano as he helps the Giants get past the Panthers 25-3, to their second victory of the season. It snaps a two-game skid, their first win here at home. We will step aside when we come back. Carl Banks will join me. We'll continue to break down this game. We'll also name our player of the contest and look ahead to the matchup against Kansas City next Monday night. Hang tight. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Carl Banks with you as we are recapping the Giants' 25-3 victory over the Carolina Panthers. But first, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. The Nets hosting the Hornets on 101.9 WFAN-FM. This is post-game coverage of Giants football on the home of Boomer and Geo in the morning, WFAN New York. The player of the game is brought to you by the members and contractors of local 825 operating engineers, ELEC 825, building our future. And the player of the game, Aziz Ojolari, did a little bit of everything today. Five tackles, three solo, he had... Two and a half sacks, three tackles for a loss, four quarterback hits. The Giants in this game 
registered 10 quarterback hits and a season-high six sacks. And, Carl, that's where I want to start because this was a defense that had a very rough go against the Cowboys and the Rams each of the two previous games. Today they got a team that was struggling coming in offensively, and this was really the first time that we saw the Giants' defense take advantage and make a team that was struggling actually look like it was pulling teeth to try to move the chains. Well, listen, um, in football it's, it's a one-game proposition. Um, what you see on tape from somebody, you've got to do your job to either um, amplify their shortcomings or dispel the perception of your own shortcomings. And I think what the Giants did, because let's be honest, the Giants' defense has no has been no great shakes either. Sure. So um, the Giants believed, as, as you listened to Logan Ryan and you listened to Leonard Williams, they believed that they were a better unit than they had shown. And they put it together today. They became a better um, a better unit and, and played to their level of expectation, and they exploited uh, the things that Carolina didn't do well. You look at Carolina's offense, 2 of 15 on third down. A lot of them were third and longs. So they put the pressure on the Carolina offense in terms of trying to move the chains. But also, you know, this was a Carolina team. I know a lot, Carl, was made of what Matt Rule said during the week. And I think he was basically saying, hey, we got to protect our quarterback who's turning the ball over, so we want to run. Carolina ran the ball seven times on the first drive, which went 13 plays. Sure. But then because of game flow, the Giants really took that out of the hands of Carolina and didn't allow them to run the ball as a result. Right. And so when a coach said they want to run the ball – that's who they are. That's who they are when McCaffrey's in the game and when he's not. When you look at how their offense is built. So Carl, he, you know what? Hold that thought. We got I'm another not, player no. at the podium. I know how excited and passionate you are. Dante Pettis speaking to the media. He made a, he made a great catch, so like, I, guess it, I guess it worked out even better. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good throw. <laughs> what did you think when uh, when that guy clobbered him? You know, did you did you watch the play unfold? Were you getting? A I honestly nervous? didn't see the the hit. As soon as I saw him like pull it in, I turned around, fist pumped. I was celebrating already, so I didn't even know he got hit like that. Honestly, so sorry, Daniel. But <laughs> Dan, Dan, Daniel said he, Daniel said he was not really thrilled with the route that he ran. What did, what did you think of the route that he ran? I haven't seen it still, but I did think he slowed down a little bit, and that's like that's a no no, you know. So <laughs> I don't. How close was that play to being blown up? The exchange with you and, and Um, there was a guy right there. I don't know how close it was, but um, I did see the guy come off the edge, and I was just hoping that he got rid of it before he made the tackle. Did you throw a <coughs> pass in college? I did. How many, I did. How many did you? I don't know how many, but I had a couple touchdowns. A couple TD passes? I think I'm. I don't know how many I had. I might have had one or two, but yeah, I threw a couple passes for sure. Let's go. Uh, they mentioned that you guys have been practicing that during the week. So what's going through your head when they actually call the play? Like, are, are you getting really excited? Just get this ball to DJ. <laughs> don't, don't do anything crazy. Don't don't mess up the throw. Just get it to him, yeah. Is there something you guys saw in their defense that made you think, hey, this is the week to bust this out? Um, it's probably a question for Coach Garrett. Um, I'm sure there was, and that's why they they called it. But, yeah. Was this the first? 
All right, so that was Giants wide receiver Dante Pettis reflecting on his performance as he was able to haul in Daniel Jones' lone touchdown pass to help the Giants beat the Panthers 25-3. to They improved to 2-5, and 1-3 and here at MetLife Stadium. We'll step aside. We'll come back. We'll get you caught up with everything else happening across the NFL in Week 7 and wrap up the network session of Giants Extra Point. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Devontae Booker, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN, New York. To Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point, Lance Metal with you. Let's take you through the NFL Week 7 scoreboard. You have a few games currently in progress. Second quarter, it's the Eagles and the Raiders tied at 7. Also at the second, the Lions lead the Rams 13-10. to Matthew Stafford with 89 yards passing and a touchdown in that game. How about the Texans blanking the Cardinals 5-0 early in the second quarter. The Bucks cruising past the Bears 21-zip late in the first quarter. Tom Brady, a pair of touchdown passes including number 600 on his career. First player in NFL history to accomplish that feat, that going to Chris Godwin. Everything else went final today. The Packers took care of Washington, 24-10. Aaron Rodgers, 274 passing yards and three touchdowns. Tennessee did a number to Kansas City, 27-3, the final in favor of the Titans. Ryan Tannehill threw for a touchdown, also ran in for one. Derrick Henry, he threw for a touchdown pass. Patrick Mahomes left this game late with an apparent head injury. The Giants will visit Kansas City next Monday night. The Falcons rallied past the Dolphins 30-28 as Youngway Koo had a game-winning field goal in that one. The Patriots clobbered the Jets 54-13. Mac Jones over 300 yards passing and two scores. Damian Harris over 100 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Zach Wilson left this game early due to injury. Mike White replaced him. The Bengals went into Baltimore and beat the Ravens 41-17, snapping Baltimore's five-game winning streak. Joe Burrow, 416 passing yards and three touchdowns, one of which went to Jamar Chase, who had eight catches for 201 yards. That was the NFL in action. It was brought to you by Bigelow T. Grab a mug and tee proudly. As we are back here on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point, Lance Meadow, Carl Banks with you, recapping the Giants' 25-3 victory over the Carolina Panthers right before we... We're joined by Dante Pettis at the podium, Carl. I was setting you up in terms of Carolina wanted to come into this yeah. game running the football, and you were reflecting on the fact the Giants did a good job because of game flow completely taking that option away. Yeah, and they stepped up and did what they were supposed to do as a unit. Um, both teams were, look, Carolina had a better record than the Giants. So the Giants had more to get, you know, to do to get back on track than Carolina. And, look, they, they – believed in their defense and their ability and they felt that they could play better i think the um collaboration of their efforts in patrick graham's uh scheme adjustment makes a big difference and i you know the guys didn't talk a lot about it but you heard at the end of uh, i believe it was logan ryan saying you know um with things a little more simplified we were able to play you know, so you could see it. They weren't as complex, you know, and, and they weren't trying to fool you with a bunch of different formations or looks. It was like, okay, here we are. Our guys can see it. They can break on it. They can be athletic. And then the one play that has bedeviled 
the Giants' defense has been that wheel route when they get a back on a, a wide receiver. Well, they set him up for it this time, and it resulted in a um, James Bradbury interception. It was a wheel route. Um, Reggie Ragland was running up the sideline, and I'm sure Donald thought he had him, and right there waiting for it was uh, James Bradbury. So they've simplified it, and they've protected the vulnerable areas when they do go into a um, some type of man coverage where there could be a matchup issue. And that was really the lone opportunity for them to do damage in terms of getting into the end zone. The Giants are playing the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday night. Ian Rappaport of NFL Network says Chiefs coach Andy Reid told reporters Mahomes cleared the concussion protocol. Reid called it a coach's decision to hold him out. So that is an update. If you have an opportunity to see the video, he took a nasty hit to the head by a defender's knee. I believe it was Jeffrey Simmons. And that is at least good news for the health and well-being of Patrick Mahomes. So in all likelihood, they will be seeing the starting quarterback for the Chiefs. As far as the Giants' offense is concerned, Carl, two for three in the red zone. Big missed opportunity early on when they were pretty much knocking on the door. But they were able to capitalize later on in the game. It wasn't pretty all throughout this contest. But you know what? They did enough to at least finish drives late in the second half. Yeah, so it, it this is the conversation in the criticism that the Giants would welcome any day of the week of bad play, but they win. Um, and that is the reality of this game. They just needed one more point than their opponent. They got it. The defense helped them, so they won an ugly game. Um, but the things that they'll have to be better at um, are sustaining momentum, uh, momentous drives, meaning – you hit a 17-yarder, you hit a 21-yarder. Okay, so it's first down, and it's an incomplete pass. Oh, wait, you lose yards on an incomplete pass because you got a player down the field. Now it's second and 12, and it impacts I'm, – I'm sorry, uh, second and 15, and it impacts how your play caller calls the game, and that just kills your, your momentum. You take a second and 10 over a second and 15 any day. You take one step forward, two steps back. Yeah. It got that feel in the first half, especially because of the offensive line penalties. Yeah. So that's something that they absolutely have to avoid, especially when you're going up against a team that's going to put clearly more than three points on the board. All right, Carl. We appreciate. No, I appreciate. You got Paul here? Yes, is I do. Is Tino going to weigh in? The reliever is coming in out of the bullpen. He's been warming up his arm. You have done your due diligence. Does We're resting you in the arm? World Series now. Does this guy have a rag arm, or is he, can he close well, off? We'll determine that moving forward. I don't want to go on the record and sell him so strongly. I mean, you got to have confidence now. When he well, comes in, you got to know, you know is it a 50-50 proposition? Sometimes am I supposed to follow 58? You're making it's it impossible. a 50-50 it proposition. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, well have you know, fun, guys. Listen, yes, I'll absolutely. Listen to you in the car. Sounds good. We will try to keep you entertained. Well, stick with us if you're listening to us on The Fan in New York. We'll be right back with more post-game coverage, but it's time to say goodbye to the affiliates on our radio network and on the Giants' digital platforms. The final score, Giants 25, Panthers 3, their second win of the season, their first win here at MetLife Stadium. Up next, a Monday night affair in Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium. You've been listening to Giants football on the WFAN Giants radio network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck.